This episode of Blurry Photos is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. Now, did you know they asked us not to read an ad? Isn't that sweet? Oh, thank you, Cards Against Humanity. That is so kind of you. Enjoy the show. This week on Bullstone. Patty take, patty take, anchor scam? Plagiarism in the news and how it affects you. Fashion update. Get your timepiece for the fall, the Squatch Watch. Tell time in any direction. Or he's a jolly good jello? The new practice of jello shower celebrations at football games and whether your team is doing it. Just a few more weeks until Groundhog's Day, we'll find out how many more weeks are left in the winter of our discontent. Brand new advancement in social media violence, Slapchat. Get your slap on. Head, shoulders, knees, and burritos? <laughs> How medical schools are partnering with Chipotle for delicious anatomy classes. All these satchel-scratching stories and more, tonight on Bullstone. Everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm Dave Stecco. Hi, I'm David Flora. And with us this week is our excellent friend and, gent- and resident gentle rebel, Greg Bach. Oh, gosh. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How you doing, Greg? Doing quite well for, you know, the apocalypse upon us, but, you know, doing fine. Doing fine. I. I like that you've recently taken up woodworking. Are you are you building a shelter? Uh, I've built four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to build three more, one for each day of the week. Perfect. Wood's not going to last long. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Flora. He's just Cheap. learning, okay? Cheap and plentiful, but guys, invest. Invest in your future. <laughs> <laughs> invest in Bitcoin. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. How'd you like that pinky right up your coin slot, <laughs> Laura? Jesus. Even the metaphor couldn't cloak it. <laughs> I'm on fucking fuego. I'm stealing bits and throwing shits. <laughs> Jesus. God, I was uh, doing a number on you. Bullstone fo- bull is another, a whole other animal. Just yeah, like Bullphone. <laughs> if, if anyone ever gave us a hundred dollars a month on Patreon, oh my God! Someday that would be amazing. Nobody, nobody yeah, wants to be I mean, what you get for free, Greg, other people would pay for. Well, no, they wouldn't actually. It turns out that nobody would. <laughs> Greg, what uh, what have you been up to lately? Oh uh, well, just been uh, doing the comedy, doing. Uh, I I don't know if the uh, if the listeners know that the the gooch is. Uh, Becoming a barber, so I'm studying that, and also uh, yeah, working at a local brewery here in Milwaukee. So keeping busy, having fun, you know, doing my thing. Trying to trying to buy uh, power tools on the internet. I actually bought some. I, I bought myself a sander and a uh, said an orbital jigsaw. Nice. Yeah, an orbital jigsaw. Yeah. So you're getting into woodworking now? Yeah, I just uh, I decided that I wanted to. I'd like I liked it for a really long time, and I'm a I'm a guitar player, and one of the things I really enjoy is the art of the luthier, and uh, so I've always oh I love that you know, show Idris Elba. Okay, <laughs> he's really uh, he's a grumpy detective. What? <laughs> that's that's what it's uh, the American remake will be called Grumpy Detective. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just always, I just always enjoyed it. And so I decided, I actually, I asked for actually Nick Offren put out a new book last year about woodworking and I asked for it and I was like, I'm going to do this. So good, good, clean fun, right? Good, clean fun. Yep. Yep. I, I want to get that. My, uh, my soon to be brother-in-law got that for Christmas. It was in a, a wooden crate that he had to open oh, no. with a tiny crowbar and it came with a, a hatchet. Oh, wow. See, mine just yeah. came with a book. It looked like a great book. I bought, so actually, I bought a T-shirt from their wood shop, and it came with a handwritten note from Nick Offerman. As That's a, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Note. It was really cool. 
Yeah, so that's you know just keeping really just keeping busy in 2017 and getting new tattoos and and uh, having fun. Nice. Yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, let's let's kick this shit off, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, Flora, do you want to start? You want me to start? Greg, would you like to start? Who who wants to do the thing? Why don't you guys start? Go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll launch it off. I got a Go whole it. bunch of things here, so let me find the one that I want to. If you're not familiar, Bullstone is our uh, monthly weird news podcast. We just run down some yeah cool, wacky, out there, interesting articles that we found from lots of different places and. We get to have guests on and friends to talk uh, to about it and uh, shoot the uh, stone. Shoot yeah. <laughs> the stone. Over it. The stone. The stone. Shoot stone the shine. Stein. All right, here we go. From the University of Cambridge, study finds links between swearing and motherfucking honesty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, swearing is often inappropriate, but can also be evidence that someone is telling you their honest opinion. Apparently, they have not watched anything about the master swearer, Al Swearingen. <laughs> oh my well, gosh. Because it his name. That, that man was a, was a complex cat. And that's he, true. He could not talk without swearing. None of them could. I mean, yeah. really, like, that was a, that was a foul mouthed group of men. That guy was the th- and that actually guy. Calamity Jane too. She <laughs> well, she's just a piece of shit. <laughs> she sounded like drunk Brack from Space Ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. So uh, according to this paper, there was a team of researchers from the Netherlands, UK, United States, and Hong Kong, and they did find a correlation that people who uh, frequently used uh, profanity or curse words are less likely to be lying or using deception. It's f***ing true, guys. I completely f***ing agree with that. Man, heckin' heckin' awesome. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, Yeah, see, so that's why we we have so many beeps, guys, because the truth, she's not clean. She's a foul-mouthed, dirty old whore. Dirty. Dirty truth. The truth is a f***ing... (laughs) Cambridge, eh? That it must be... It must. That's smart. Then that's that's smart. That's smart. So yeah, it goes into more detail. The uh, Dr. David Stillwell, uh, who is part of the data analytics uh, department, I guess, at Cambridge, uh, says that the relationship between profanity and dishonesty is a tricky one. Swearing is often inappropriate, but it can also be, be evidence that someone is telling you their honest opinion. Just as they aren't filtering their language to be more palatable, they're also not filtering their views. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of sense to that because, you know, you, like when you listen to people like politicians talk, you, like their language is so, every single word is picked perfectly. And of course, none of them are curse words, but you know, when they get behind closed doors, they're probably just cursing up a storm. Oh yeah. Well, like, and that's when the honesty comes out. Uh, Diamond Joe Biden, when they passed oh. the ACA was like, we fucking did it. <laughs> that was, that was great. Oh, I miss Joe. <laughs> so yeah so uh so people get out there swear it up write that shit into your resumes use it for job interviews uh put that fucking stuff in your vows like don't just love your spouse fucking love them i think love you should put that shit out of them i think you should put that in your cover letters i think that right yeah i feel like cover letters are a place where we need to be more honest. I once Listen read a cover up, letter. you greedy corporate shit sniffs. I can <laughs> want this job. Why? Because I got damn bills to pay you assholes. Now listen, I'm not going to show the fuck up and just shit in your fucking cornflakes all fucking day. I'm here to get damn work done, you assholes. I'm not there to fucking smell your farts and tell you that it smells like damn cognac. All right. I'm there to fuck shit up corporately. Thank you for your time. I like uh, I like that he picked cognac. I would not have expected that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, um, sometimes I just let my brain go where it wants, and uh, cognac is where I landed. <laughs> but, but, I don't know. You got a problem with that? Nah, too bad. Yeah. Too bad. You said it so smoothly. I feel like this has been part of the Iowa job search. <laughs> yeah, which would explain my long-standing unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Stecco, uh, thank you for coming in. Sup, fuckers. <laughs> And yeah. there's the door. We validate. <laughs> I wonder if this is another one of those studies where you hear one week, eat all the chocolate you want. Chocolate actually is uh, good for you. It speeds up blood flow and, and stimulates testosterone, whatever. And then like ne- the next week, it's like, chocolate actually bad for you after all. I've heard a lot of stories talking about swearing as far as swearing is a sign of 
honesty. It's a sign of artistic, like an artistic mind. A sign, you know. It's they try to they try to paint it at, at that uh, someone who cusses is there are a lot of positive attributes. I don't know. Flora, you got to understand. Flora kind of hates science a little bit. Kinda. I remember seeing in the movie M- Malcolm X. I remember there was a scene where he was talking to a guy and, a guy, and this gentleman said. A man swears when he can't think of the words he wants to say to express himself. I was like, oh, that makes total sense. I'm going to stop swearing. That was like 20 minutes. <laughs> right. No, I'm not. I'm never going to stop swearing. I, sw- I swear because the words feel good for the feeling that I'm having. Yeah. I think that I've just developed. I mean, just like you said, Flora, when I'm when I swear, I'm smooth, maybe. It just flows like rancid honey off the back of a roadkill. Man, today is you're metaphor. bad at metaphors. You're just bad at that. <laughs> you should have heard. I it think earlier. I've been it was, nailing them. It was disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, listen to our Coral Castle episode if you would like a uh, clinic on metaphors. No, I don't listen to the show. I find you crass. I find it crass. People at home, by the way, uh, I, I we can all see each other right now and. Stecco insists on playing with the hair on top of his head because he's knows that I want to cut it because it's out of control right now. Yeah, my hair is super long, and I've uh, never seen since, it this long. since Greg is a barber, I think this is making him hair hungry. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the the need to cut hair is called if it's a Just hunger. Why, it's called the, the the term is, is called, called cut wine thirst? to, wine is it to called, cut is your it hair. Called scissor thirst? No, it's what? not that either. Oh, we need to get that. You need. We need to get you outdoors. <laughs> get on down to Jose's. Jose's Barbershop, Bayview, Wisconsin. There Beep all go. that out. He didn't pay us a fucking dime. Beep all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I am the Gooch. That's <laughs> true. Gooch gets what he wants, and a whole lot of the shit he doesn't. Speaking of Gooch, what'd you find for this month? Yeah. Yeah, Greg, what do you got? Uh, let's see. I was doing some research. By the way, in all my research, I had to watch a video on the first ever uh, furry convention called the Conference Zero 1989. So I had to watch that 15-minute video while doing this research to find some good stuff to talk about. Um, nice. I respect the wordplay. Thank you. I didn't do it. Uh, so I found this thing on a, a call. It, <sighs> Evil black goo used in Mecca and the Vatican black magic. Whoa. Yes. And I can pretty much read. It's a very short article. And, and what's funny is at the beginning of it, it was just published uh, yesterday. And it says, warning, this is not sci-fi. And this substance is absolutely a demonic living organism. This substance absolutely is a weapon. Yes. So strap in. Jeez. It's literally called black. Black goo, G-O-O, and it's uppercase. It's like a proper name, black goo. The demonic substance that is used in some of the most strangest places, which doesn't sound grammatically correct, uh, starting with Mecca and even the... So it's basically saying it's a mineral oil uh, from the upper crust that has a lot of gold in it, and they use it in their rituals at uh, the Vatican and Mecca. And it actually is the first article that I've ever read in, in recent memory where it uses the word hitherto. Nice. Nice. Well, then, you know, you know, that's legit. That's more legit than a swear word. Uh, and my, actually, I think I think the I think the my favorite sentence in this whole story is due to this magnetism, black goose shows the ability to mechanically self-organize in many different ways and has been reported to carry highly intelligent consciousness. Yes. Oh, smart goo. The thing is, is that is that, and there's actually a little documentary in here too. So it's like a very short story, but you got to watch all these videos. Does that short story involve the characters Spider Man and Venom? <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, like that's the sad part. But it does it. It does uh, say here. Uh, it says the Bush family so happens to own property right near this alien, demonic, intelligent black goo substance. It has an address? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it holds cookouts every Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get old Barb and George over here. We're going to have some black goo and some good old t- uh, some tea. and just We're going to put on the Rangers game in the background. And, and, and George W. is going to give a, 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 a hay ride to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> if he can find his way out of the hay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I was just looking for stuff. And, I mean, I came across other stories that are older because there's not, like, but this one was the best. Evil Black Goo, which is the worst 
Swedish death metal band ever. Hi, everyone. We are we are Evil's Black Goo, and <laughs> we are here to rocking. <laughs> I just invented four numbers in Swedish, so everyone. <laughs> Hunde. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, Hyundai, the other one. Jimmy, Ford, Buick, no, Hyundai. No, 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 don't get Flora started with car puns today. The man, the man is an unstoppable car punning machine today. <laughs> what I found interesting about this story, though, is that they don't really tell you, like, they make you, they really make you watch these videos, and there were too many to really watch to get... There's just like there's black goo. This is what it does. The end. Huh. <laughs> like they want you to like they want you to be very afraid of it, but they don't really give you a whole lot of just they're saying it, it it's but then again next to the next to this story is a story that says Michelle Obama just bailed on Barack and the kids off to Billionaire's Island alone. So Yeah. So Billionaire's uh, Island. Is this uh is this the weekly world news? Is that where you found this? No, it's called it's called before it's news.com. Oh, oh yes. Site. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just talking shit about them a couple of episodes <laughs> ago. Actually, I think that was the last Bullstone, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, Black Goo uh, in the Vatican and the Mecca. And I guess the George Bush's uh, their, their place too. So, Oh, yes. The Bushes. The Rothschilds. <laughs> The Gettys. And the Colonel before he went tets up. <laughs> I love that. Nice. Flora, what do you got? Uh, I got a nice short one here from the Yucatan Times. Oh! The Yucatan Times? That's right. Strange phenomenon observed in the skies of Michoacan. Did you say Milwaukee? <laughs> I have no idea if this is right. It's it's It looks like Michoacan. I'm guessing it's Michoacan. Michu- yeah, it Michu- is Miwakan. Besides, everybody knows that it's pronounced Milwinky. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Miwakan. Say, come on, Miwakan. Okay, so apparently uh, on the 20th of January, just a, just a short ass week ago, there was a weird meteorological phenomenon in the sky in central Mexico over, over Miwakan. It, they say it looked like an inverted swirl and had a beam of light passing through its center. Kind of puts me in the mind of a clay pot, like spinning on a on a wheel, like in Ghost. Yeah. But it's upside oh. down. Oh, yeah, it's upside down, and there looks to be some kind of like disc of light uh, at the bottom of it, which. It's not like a, a physical disc. It's more like light. An emotional one? Is, is, uh, is emanating from it emotionally. And I'll, you know, in the show notes, I'll put this article link in there and you can take a look yourself. What's weird about it? I mean, I don't know how zoomed in the picture is that they present on there, but it, it's very solitary in the sky. Oh, oh. So there looks like some high clouds that, that are just sort of laying, you know, in the sky pretty high up. Then this thing is like a fucking top hat just sort of hanging there, right? So according to the Mexican news agency Cuadratin, it could be a spot of steam that measured kilometers of length and height, taking different forms from a comet to a whirlwind to a rhombus. So they, they're thinking it's, it's some kind of steam. Wait. A com- oh wait, 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 wait. a comet to a whirlwind to a geometrical shape. <laughs> That's it. It could be this or that or anything. It could have it could have been a it could have been a rocket. It could have been a bird. It could have been a uh, it could have been a quadra quadra uh, uh, quadraphone. I don't know. I don't know geometry beyond. It could have been. A, it could have could have been a, a dodecahedron. And of course, you know, you get all the the fun people out there saying uh, it was a spacecraft designed to look like a cloud because of course right well (laughs) (laughs) nothing spells nothing spells aerodynamics like a cloud-shaped ship yeah nothing says blend in like a a (laughs) upside down pot in the in the air (laughs) and then then my favorite part others even stated that extraterrestrial beings we're trying to contact the Mexican people to warn them about Donald Trump. 
<laughs> yeah, you need aliens for that. <laughs> oh, wow. So apparently it remained in the sky from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. So hung there for a good hour and a half. That's uh, not messing around. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, it'd be nice. If- <laughs> I just want to imagine someone go, hey, honey, come out here. Look at that rhombus in the sky. <laughs> that look like a rhombus to you? <laughs> Rhombus in the sky. <laughs> Rhombus in the sky. Keep on swirling around and turning in weird shapes. And- <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what's going on in central Mexico. Ooh. That's <laughs> so it's just real boring there right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the story is basically, it's, it's cloudy out. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, well, it's, it's weird cloudy out. And, you know, you've seen cloud formations that uh, are very... Uh, unusual, like stuff that that is uh, puppies. Yeah, I've seen puppies. Not your everyday cloud. You know the stuff that like pours over mountains or just kind of sits yeah. on top of mountains that look like little those little rubber discs that you like pop and set it on the ground, then it pops up real high. You know. What I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but once again, <laughs> very weird comparison. It's what they are. I've seen clouds that look like those little uh, rubber octopus that you put in soapy water and then you throw against the wall and they just sort of climb down. Oh yeah. Hey no. Stecco, what kind of clouds have you seen? I I mean, you know, just just the drug induced ones. I'm pretty sure none of them are real. You know, you never really know. That's why I keep old Mr. Stabsy right here with me. Wow, that's that, an amazing knife. That is, it's that really is old. Yet, a, yet another. It's like an knife old. That weird is that a wooden handle? Heap. No, it's brass or bronze. It's oh my gosh, little, that looks like something that like you know Custard or like or like Grant like yeah. Grant carried like Grant carried with him. Let's say Grant. He's way better. Yeah. All right, Stucco. What? Uh, All right, I got something that's uh, just a little bit north of the border. North of the border. Um, that I just thought was awesome. Uh, and perhaps, perhaps 2017 Ms. Cryptid contestant. Oh, my. Um, you guys ever heard of the Texas Woofus? <laughs> There's a speech impediment joke in there somewhere. <laughs> right? Is, the Woofus. Isn't that a wrestler? It's a mythological creature oh. that, now listen, nobody is arguing. I mean, we had the Hodag in the Ms. Cryptid contest, so even someone admitting that they made it up is no bar to the Ms. Cryptid contest. <laughs> That's true. The Woofus is uh, a creature that was created in 1936 for the Texas Centennial Exposition in Dallas, and it is made up of all the main staples of Texas livestock. It has the uh, neck of a horse, the tail of a turkey, body of a pig, Duck wings, a sheep's head, and a pair of Texas Longhorns. <laughs> Sounds pretty righteous. That looks like it might pilot a rhombus-shaped ship. <laughs> it's very stylized. Yeah, it is. You know, it looks Babylonian. Yeah. And here's the fun thing: so there's a big statue of it, um, but this statue is uh, a recreation that was made in 1998, and it sits the first in front. One flew away. First one was first damaged or attacked or or vandalized. Then it mysteriously disappeared uh, in 1941. <laughs> the reason being, the at least the the the, the best uh, uh, suspect is a local Christian group that thought it was just a little too pagan. <laughs> a skosh. And and I mean it does sort of give off a golden calf vibe. <laughs> it kind of does. But um yeah, so it uh it lives now the the new one that they created in 1998 lives outside the livestock building and you can go see it if you're ever there in Dallas. Hmm. And uh yeah, so it's uh I found a I found a cryptid, a Texas cryptid, the Woofus. Did something happen to it to for it to be in the news or something? Nope, just found it. Oh. Just looking for weird shit. Found a woofus. I see. Did you find a broccoli head deer? Is that a thing? Apparently so, because that's a mutant deer, a.k.a. broccoli head, caught on camera. Broccoli head. <laughs> Basically, someone just took a picture of, or took a video of a deer, and it's got a weird the antler, and they're like, mutant deer. Oh, so they go right from mutant deer to broccoli head, which is just mean at that point. Yeah, I don't see. I googled broccoli head deer. I got nothing. Oh really? 
did you check out before it's news.com? Okay. I, I, that is ridiculous. I think it just has shit in its antlers. Maybe. I think it's just the light. I think it's a confluence yeah. of things, but I just, it's like mutant deer. I feel bad. It's like broccoli. It's like firstly mutant deer. That's me. And then broccoli. Yeah. That's just like bullying. Come on. Be nice. I mean, it could have that. What is it? Pel- Peloponnesia or something. What's the thing? That's that, a, that, um, it could have Peloponnesia. What it could, have, it could uh, have it. It could definitely have Paraguay. It could have a huge case of what's, Paraguay. What's the thing yeah. that jackalopes get? Oh yeah, that that uh, 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 herpes. No, <laughs> yeah, Ampelona. whatever. It gives them warts. It's like murderous chlamydia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever it is. It causes the growths. Yeah, <laughs> rage crabs. I don't know. Now, uh, because the uh, the the woofus was not such a gigantic issue for for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and it could be related to the broccoli headed deer. I got one other brief thing here for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, in an effort to uh, come back from the embarrassment of the diesel motor problem, Volkswagen has turned to mankind's greatest friend in order to make uh, to offer them uh, offer something new in their cars to drive sales. The wrestler mankind. <laughs> Volkswagen has one simple question for you: Do you love your family? Oh God! I know they were going to ask me. Volkswagen do I want Volkswagen is now putting an invisible layer of silver, probably colloidal, in its <laughs> new windshields that will not only reflect sunlight but also help melt away snow. Huh? It, at no point does it say colloidal silver, but <laughs> but you know, if it you is. love your family, why take the chance? I wonder how much more that's going to make the prices. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're going to have to pay you back for the car anyway when it turns out that it, the whole thing runs on like powdered bald eagle skulls or something. My friend actually got a has a Volkswagen and she got a payout from them and it's a pretty healthy payout. They're paying through the nose. That's awesome. Wait, did yeah. you say it was a good payout or a bad payout? Great payout for them. Yeah, I mean oh, like like awesome. Volkswagen they're paying out like hard for these cars and uh as well they should. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, it's a Flora. The upgrade is three hundred and sixty dollars. Oh, that's fine. That's nothing in car terms. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if I believe that on anyways though because like I'll buy a scraper for four bucks. I've spoken. I've spoken like a classic Milwinkie resident. I got a I got a garage spot. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't, I don't need your, your <laughs> yeah. I don't need your colloquial silver all over my car. <laughs> <laughs> Flora, what do you got going on? All right, let's see from Live Science. Is burnt toast bad for you? The science of cancer and acrylamide. Yeah. You heard I, about this? I remember, yeah, the, it's the, the carbon, uh, the carbonized, the same thing with the char on meat. And I love the it's char like on a, meat. It's like a fucking freight train to free radical town. Right, I yeah. Love char, I love the char on meat. I eat everything with char. Like, it's like <laughs> char with a side of potato, please. <laughs> Is there anything about the, in there about eating a tub of uh, cheese balls? <laughs> no. Yes, okay, actually. Good. Well, hang on. All right. So they did a new study from the United Kingdom's Food Standards Agency uh, talking about uh, acrylamide and how much of a health risk it poses. Because uh, of late, I think it, it's been spread around that uh, the char part, the, the carbon, the burnt stuff, like yeah. Dave said, it it is very carcinogenic, and you want to avoid it, and don't eat anything well done, and um, basically just live live in a hole, you you fucking savage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, acrylamide is a chemical that can be formed in starchy foods when they're cooked at very high temperatures, uh, and they give the example of like potatoes. If you fry potatoes and and burn them a little bit, which is exactly the only way that I can eat them, pretty much. Uh, or, you know, if you're making toast, so delicious, or if you're just, what if you, what if you're just smelling toast, but there's no toast that happens to me all the time. Oh, okay, it's, it's wonderful. A it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> side effect of a, of a happy life. <laughs> I'd pick you're it blessed. Up, I can't use my right arm. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd have animals probable, but dozens currently somewhat. <laughs> Sorry, I, it was a it was it was a stroke joke. It was it was bad. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> I was just trying I was to string say, together. You words. ever you ever you ever hate that when you're when you there's a word you want to say but it's right on the tip of your tongue for you know like three weeks you just can't speak. <laughs> um. Anyways, they they also talked to um, Margie McCullough, who was strategic director oh, of, of okay. nutritional epidemiology at the American Cancer Society, 
neither of which are involved in this uh, UK research. That's you know <laughs> this story is all over the place. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, you know, I, I take that back. The UK didn't do the research on this. They're just trying to warn people not to consume too much of this acrylamide. So take it down, people. Get your get your meat like uh, like. Wait, isn't meat. isn't acrylamide that stuff that the Australians like to put on their toast? <laughs> shit, those guys are tough. That's Vegemite. <laughs> oh shit, my bad. <laughs> Made me version. acrylamide sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they say that studies have shown in animals acrylamide can damage DNA and cause cancer. And in 1994, it, le- it led them to list the, this acrylamide as a probable carcinogen. But apparently eating this acrylamide or the foods that have acrylamide on it has not been shown to increase cancer risk in humans. So, you know, they're, they're, still, they're still looking at it. But they said um, since 2002, they've done dozens of studies that looked at whether people who eat more of these foods might be at higher risk for certain cancers. Um, like kidney, endometrial, and ovarian cancers. And I guess they've been mixed. Some of them did show an increased re- risk, and some of them showed no risk or no link to it. Uh, so they, they're kind of, it's kind of a wash right now, I think. They, they have no cancer types for which there's a clear increased risk related to acrylamide intake, so says the American Cancer Society. But they, they do want to throw the caveat out there that evidence from human studies is somewhat reassuring, uh, but they need more studies to determine if, if it actually does cause uh, a risk of cancer. So now here's, here's my question about all this though. Like who the wants burnt toast in the first place? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like studying the cancer risk of, of eating dinner off the floor. (laughs) Like who who wants that? Like who, what, the, the 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 problem is you you keep fucking up the toast. You keep <laughs> dropping your food on the floor, and you're like, "Is this good for me?" True. <laughs> As you suck your soup out of a carpet. I was gonna say you you eat toast very weirdly. <laughs> like, it's, it's like it's 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 a bunch of research on on a, on a on a piece of toast that you know maybe you should have just started over well, or, and, or adjust and- the dial. And some people named Ryan Caligari would would tell you that uh, cooking your meat longer than like two minutes is is wrong too. So like, yeah, that guy tried to fucking murder us. <laughs> I will remind you, that son of a bitch poisoned us. <laughs> but so we don't blame. Uh, we don't hold that against Greg. We don't hold that against Josh. Yeah. That was Ryan. He was a rogue agent. I, I can't eat most anything without it being just well done, like like burnt to a crisp. Now, toast, you know, I'll, I'll make an exception for. I don't seek to burn the toast to eat it. But I think what they're saying is if there is acrylamide that's on this stuff, maybe you, you go a little past golden, but it's still edible. You know, there's going to be some acrylamide that, that gets in there or, or forms. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're still I, I gonna don't, I mean, it. yeah, I mean, I, I do not like meats well done. Uh, I don't, I do not roll that way. I become a medium well guy. Uh, I, I go medium or lower or lesser. Yeah. yeah. I used to do, I used to do well done or nothing. Here, here's the one thing that stuck in my crawl. Uh, they say there are easy steps you can take to limit the amount of acrylamide you consume, such as. Um, boiling or microwaving potatoes instead of frying them, limiting your consumption of French fries and potato chips. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure serving with you. <laughs> I, yeah. I am probably walking cancer. I am probably just right. cancer with legs right now. Flora, 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 just remember something. This is science. What does it know? You know, I was, I was giving you shit before, but there's a reason you hate science, and maybe I agree with it. Uh, so anyways, that, that's it, guys. Uh, th- it, it's, to me, kind of a wash. It's like, yeah, acrylamide's probably bad. We don't have, like, conclusive tests that say it's, it's straight trained to cancer town, but, I mean... 
Yeah, you you might be. We might all be on the train. We might be in a simulation that is riding in a train right now to Kansas. <laughs> yeah. <Tennessee>. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, keep slathering layer upon layer. <laughs> yeah. Cancerception. I think. Uh, I think that we're all on that train together, and I also think it just comes down to it. Just just watch what you do. I mean, really, it comes down to it. I mean, yeah, everything in I mean, moderation. I even, I mean, I had a friend, I had a friend of mine whose doctor told him, look, if you smoke two cigarettes a day, it's not going to kill you. You're, it's all about moderation. Did that doctor, uh, uh, deliver that news? Like, look, it's okay. If you smoke two Chesterfields a day, it's <laughs> not going to kill you. I couldn't tell you he died of cancer. Smooth uh, so. Chesterfields. <laughs> That's right. At least two a day. Sweet, delicious Chesterfields. One more pass. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got one more pass around here. the horn. Uh, here's a fun story that I, I heard about. Uh, it was on, it was on uh, <laughs> Science Friday. What? Huh? Go, yeah, Science Friday. Uh, a couple, maybe it was last Friday or no, it was two weeks ago. Says driving to Chicago. Uh, there is an upcoming NASA mission that is spo- that is going to an asteroid called Psyche. P S Y C H E, and the the interesting thing. Um, about this particular uh, asteroid is that it is made entirely of uh, iron and nickel, uh, which doesn't necessarily make it rare in the universe. But what does make it really impressive is that scientists think that this asteroid, which is uh, trailing uh, behind Jupiter, it's in, it's, it's in Jupiter's orbit around the sun. It's not orbiting Jupiter itself. They believe that this is actually just the core of a planet that due to impact or formation, the, all the outer layers were stripped away. Whoa. And so this is just a, a, a orbiting planetary core, a cold core, which, yeah, which is the coolest thing I can think of. They, they have to get closer, but they believe that there are impact craters on the surface of it, but it's like a frozen water splash of metal. Uh, they think there are embedded crystals in the structure. They, they're just all kinds of crazy cool things could be going on with this uh, particular asteroid. And Jupiter um, caught it? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if I can find. It's targeted to launch in 2023, and they think that it is the core of a planet that was approximately the size of Mars. Um, it's 130 miles in diameter. And, um, what they're hoping to learn from it is, uh, early planetary formation. It could be, uh, magnetized much like our core, uh, is, uh, and it's, it's just this really neat, you know, it's just the center of a Tootsie pop, <laughs> no space licking ne- necessary, wow. but you can, if you want, Oh, of course, someone's going to lick that thing. Boy, you think licking a flagpole is a bad idea. If it's the same thing that I caught a sniff of, people were saying there's like trillions of dollars worth of resources there. But it's like, okay, so let's say you start you start getting those. That's going to drive all the prices of those resources down on this planet. Well, it, it, like it is as of now and for the next, let's say, 100 years, un- functionally unminable. But um, the the worth, say you were to have this amount of material, is uh, I think four hundred and fifty times the planetary domestic gross domestic product. <laughs> like, like it, yeah. it, it, in an amount that it, it is is unfathomable. It just, yeah, it's it's an unrealistic. I want, I want someone to I want someone to walk into Trump's office. With an envelope and say, "Hey, I have an idea," and that will become the all-consuming goal. <laughs> well, I mean, I there is there's already private companies lining up to mine asteroids, but this one is way the fuck out there. Yeah, um, and and this one, I, I want to make sure because I I don't want to get anything confused here because there, the article is about two different projects. One is. Um, Lucy. Okay, let me make sure I got this right. Lucy is the one that's it's going after what are called Trojan asteroids, which is a group of asteroids that are in uh, covered in condoms, truck just covered in latex. Uh, some of them are ribbed for whose pleasure. Science has to find out. <laughs> um, uh, those are the ones that are in Jupiter's uh, 
uh, orbit. And then the <laughs> Psyche, uh, the Psyche is in the main asteroid belt. So it's closer, um, but still, as far as mining and whatnot, way the ARF out there. Oh, sure. It's, it's definitely more of a, a scientific uh, endeavor than anything. And even when we get out there, there's so many metal-bearing asteroids that aren't this unique opportunity that it would be way easier to chew them up and turn them into something fun. Yeah. But yeah, somebody, I remember the, the uh, scientist that's in charge of it, um, they asked her like, oh, well, what, what would that be worth? And she was like, it's just it, it, uh, four tons of raw metal for every man, woman, and child on the planet. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> but like I said, if, if you get all that metal, even some of that metal, to oh, Earth, yeah. it's it's in, basically worthless in two well yeah financially you can still make resources from it but but the thing is is that you don't the, the whole point is that you don't want to bring it to earth there's no shortage of iron and nickel here on earth we're doing fine what is expensive is getting that iron and nickel up into space mm. because of you know how hard it is to get that stuff out of the gravity well if you what what makes those metals valuable is that they're already up there. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. No. How about you, Greg Bach? What you got? Uh, I found a fun little one here that actually because it, it it reminded me of the good old days of uh, uh, a story about Rasputin. Ah, what's he um, up to? Still alive, probably. Well, I'll tell you this: much. one thing he's not up to is being a part of Disneyland's haunted mansion. He will never be. Was he gonna be? They wanted him to be. So when they start, so Rasputin dies in 17 and uh, like 30 years later, they're starting to bring up, they're starting to construct the, the, the idea of Disneyland. And one of the first attractions was the haunted mansion. And they thought, you know, we should have Rasputin as part of it. Like his ghost would be amazing because of his look and, you know, the unkillable Rasputin and, all these different stories and you know what they would, how they would portray him. And there's actually even, there's some art here. There's some art that they drew for the, for like the, the concept art that was going to go in there, but it was, which by the way is very weird, but ultimately the reason why they they didn't, ultimately they didn't want to put him in there for the, uh, for being haunted. They didn't want to be sued by anybody in Russia. The only reason why Rasputin did not make it into the haunted mansion in Disneyland. Really, I would have thought there'd be some like red menace bouncing around. Mm. Um, uh, they wouldn't want to put anyone Russian, you know, that could even be considered in the ballpark of communist at the time. But I'm, hmm. I'm looking at this as well because I fucking love the haunted mansion. I love it. Are you looking at the artwork? Yeah, it's just creepy. Now there is okay, yeah, because they even have there is artwork that was based on a Rasputin treatment that is in the haunted mansion. Yeah, that they call the ogre because they changed it enough and kind of tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, it looks like him. Yeah, he doesn't have the nice eyes. Rasputin had some nice eyes, very telling eyes, very very kind eyes. <laughs> Couldn't kill those eyes. Who would who would sue them? I don't I, know. They just they just said they said that they didn't want to. Uh, they said. They were far more afraid of being sued, even and and like they was going to go in there with people like uh, uh, they said Jack the Ripper and Guy Fox, which I think is funny because you know why would Americans know who Guy Fox is? Uh, Ivan the Terrible and more. Hmm. But this artwork is so weird; it's like out of like it's crazy weird. I think that's awesome, though. I, yeah, I, it, what a, what a weird connection to make. Like, oh, throw Rasputin in there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, I just I, when I saw that it just made me it just made me think of uh, one of the early episodes. Yeah, <laughs> raw raw Rasputin. How about I end us out with a, uh, a short weird rundown news articles from around the the newspaper sphere? Sure, sure. bounce them out. Uh, so from the Siberian Times, I call this one "Die Comrade." <laughs> You've got names. <laughs> yeah, I, I love do. this. Russian producers are planning the so far ultimate survivors show in the Siberian wilderness for nine months with 30 contestants selected after signing liability waivers that protect the show, even if someone is raped or murdered. Good God. Police may come arrest the perpetrators, but the producers are not responsible for intervening. Now, the show 
will be telecast live around the clock beginning July 2017 via 2,000 cameras placed in a large area full of bears and treacherous forest. <laughs> you know what this is? This is, this is the running man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And what year does and what year does the Running Man take place in in the movie? 2017. 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, producers <sighs> told Siberian Times in December that 60 prospects had already signed up for the last person standing prize, which is the equivalent of 1.6 million dollars. The their only requirements: be 18 and sane. <laughs> Why aren't we in those shows? Uh, bonus, it says, the production company's advertising lists the dangerous behaviors they allow, including fighting, murder, rape, and of course, smoking. Oh, yeah. You know, just throw smoking in. Like, we're not going to notice. Sweet talk us with the, the murder and the rape, but then really try to get smoking in. Not <laughs> yeah. on my watch, Ski. <laughs> You're right. It, it, it is, this is Running Man. This is the most dangerous game, the, the show. <laughs> Man, this is what society is devolving to uh all right i uh this one this one is i call i scream you scream we all scream because it's a sad hopeless world from talkradio.co.uk oh god what was billed as the united kingdom's first rage cage opened in nottingham england in december allowing patrons to vent with crowbars baseball bats and hammers to smash crockery electronics and glassware at prices ranging from about $15 to about $40. So it's just just a room where you can go and tear shit up. Yes, please. From CNN, a bookstore in Cairo, Egypt, set aside a small soundproof room where patrons could go scream at the top of their lungs for 10 minutes about whatever stresses them. The store owner pointed to an academic study demonstrating screaming's positive effect on the brain. Uh, apparently, the prototype store is Donna Alexander's Anger Room in downtown Dallas, which has been thriving since 2011, offering a variety of bludgeoning weapons and especially active this election season with target mannequins gussied up to be Trump and Clinton. That is just hipster unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> and finally here, I call this one, Don't Look at My China. To serve restroom users in a public park in China's Hunan province's picturesque Xi'an Lake area, or Xi'an Lake area, architects gave users in toilet cubicles a view of the forest through ceiling-to-floor windows. To discourage sightseers who believe the better view is not from the cubicles but into them, the bottom portion, up to the level of the toilet, is frosted. Although they say that probably only blurs uh, a pair of legs when seated. <laughs> well, you don't want, there's nothing more private than, than, than my cankles. That's right. I don't want anybody seeing that. Yep. But I, I'm telling you, don't look at my China. <laughs> Get your hands off my China. Your China. <laughs> my China. <laughs> China grabs back. China grabs back. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's the rundown for us. Oh, that is glorious. Well, uh, Greg, you got you got anything that you use uh, that you use plugging these days? Uh, just uh, well, I mean, oh, I mean, if you want to check me out, go to my webpage, uh, gregbach.com. You can follow me on social media. Find me on social media at igregbach. Of course, listen to the podcast, a visitor's guide to the a visitor's guide to Springfield, which is a podcast about the Simpsons, where. Uh, friend of the show Tyler Menz and myself watch an episode of The Simpsons to talk about it because I've never watched The Simpsons. So, uh, and Flora has been a guest and Stecco refuses. What? I've never been asked. <laughs> ever. You, you've been asked. No, you've I haven't because yes, I say have. yes to everything. That's my thing. <laughs> well, we'll have you on the show, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and yeah, just follow me on. And then uh, if you ever want to get your hair cut and you're in Milwaukee, come get your hair cut with me and I'll cut your hair. Dave Stecco. Yeah. Do you do facial hair too? I can do facial hair. What do you, what do you not do right now? Anything? Is that uh, a bad question to ask? I'd... I don't do full shaves right now. I'm uh, still working on that. I'm still training on straight racer shaves. I can do, I can shave the backs of the neck. I can do some, some, and actually I got to practice on men with the bald heads, but uh, I don't do faces yet. Ah. Uh. 
do do they have you practice on balloons with shaving uh, cream? No, they have me practice on uh, they have me practice on small children. Jesus, I guess if you they can squ- shave they, a child, they squirm a lot. Yeah, they squirm a lot. You can shave a child. You can shave a wrench. <laughs> uh, Greg, I, I just did a little bit of work on your behalf because I care about you, uh, and I got terrible news—the yeah. worst news. Turns out the Twitter handle at Gentle Rebel has been taken. It is a uh, woman lives in Western Canada, and she has not tweeted. She's done three tweets since '07. Oh, that's fine. So, there's there's a guy there's a guy at Greg Bach uh, who has never tweeted, who has no followers, follows no one, and uh, by the way, his name isn't even Greg Bach. Wow! Did you track him down? Were you were you like, hey, buddy? Let's uh, talk. I I've actually asked Twitter if I can have it, but I figure at this point I have I Greg Bach on all this other stuff, so it's like, ah, whatever. Mm, yeah. So wait, you can do that? You can ask Twitter for dead account names? I think if I think if uh, accounts are like really dormant, they can let them. I think that they can they can like let them go. Maybe I could be wrong. But we should I don't get care. Candy Chat. Yeah, we could get Candy Chat because Candy Chat has been dead since '07. Ten years dead. Yeah, wow. that, that is enough time. That is a moratorium. Well, thanks for coming on, Greg. It's uh, kind of short notice, so we appreciate you uh, making the time oh, for okay. us and and standing by for all the technical bullshit. Bullstone. No, thank you for having me. I love talking to you guys, and I'll make this a make us a regular. Uh, re- we could we could just Skype on the regular for on the regular. I love it. But yeah, thank you very much, guys, for having me on. I appreciate sure, it. Man. It's uh, it's good. It's good to see your faces. It's been a couple months now. <laughs> it's it has. True. I'm I'm just gonna shave your head, Stecco. I'm just gonna shave your stupid head. I used to shave my head for years. I used to razor that shit down to the skiz alp. No, oh, no, you're not doing that. No, you need some stubble, buddy. Stubble, buddy. It was a different time. You, you ain't Flora. You ain't Flora. Oh, stubble, stubble looks terrible on me. <laughs> I, I have stub, stubble the minute I, I step out of the shower or put the razor down. Oh yeah. Like, the one, the one good thing about bicking your head is that you can do it blindfolded because it's entirely done by feel anyway. Yeah. I bicked my head once the- because I accidentally gashed my forehead on a nail. So. That's right. Like, is this what you wanted, Nail? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> Am I pretty no, enough Greg, now? Not like this. <laughs> not like this, Greg. <laughs> the other best thing about shaving with a, uh, uh, bicking your head with a razor is next week on Bullstone. White House Press Secretary Shad Spicer spends three hours each day practicing his righteous indignation. But don't worry, he's always got a how dare you in his pocket for emergencies. In world news, Alibaba and his 40 Steves? If you're happy and you know it, clap your glands. <laughs> Our scientific findings indicate saliva glands may actually make sound when you laugh. All these thick, baby stories and more next time on Bullstone. <laughs>